How's it going, everybody? It's your boy, Davey, on everything, and welcome back to the Solo Show. This is episode number four. Thank you for coming out and checking it out. Uh, the first thing I'm going to do is plug our sponsor. If you guys are looking for any kind of uh, smoking paraphernalia, go check out www.brokenglasssupply.ca. They got all kinds of great products and uh, tons of stuff for any kind of smoking needs, so go check them out. Okay, in today's episode, there's a lot going on right now, guys, and uh, I want to get into a few things that have been going on in the news. So, I mean, we've all seen the tragic events that have been happening in Maui. Uh, you know, Maui's an island, and it's it uh, basically is almost burned to the ground from the sounds of it. I think something like 2,200 homes have gone up, um, and I think probably close to 100 people have died so far, which is, you know, pretty crazy. Um, but... You know, the the thing that I want to talk about with Maui is the conspiracy that's been going around on the internet that um, maybe this wasn't such a natural thing or such a accidental thing that happened. I don't know. I'm not sure what the current theory of um, uh, how the fire started. I'm not sure how they're explaining it right now because I'm not that um, deep into the um, into the news about it, but. I assume it's like a wildfire thing or somebody maybe lit a cigarette or whatever the hell it is. Campfire gone wrong. But uh, there is a conspiracy going around right now that um, the wild or the Maui fires have actually are actually caused by um, direct energy weapons, I'm assuming via the government. So basically what the conspiracy is saying that the government um, has some kind of energy weapon that they're directly attacking the people of Maui with causing these fires, causing people's houses to burn the fuck down. And um, I don't know how I feel about that because there are a lot of these theories that go around that, you know, I know uh, closer to COVID times, there was the um, the um, food distribution uh, facilities were getting burned down, the warehouses were getting burned down, and like chicken coop, chicken. Uh, coops, you know, large-scale chicken operations were also getting burned down, implying that they were f- uh, uh, making food shortages um, in the United States. That was one that was going around, and that, to me, was actually fairly believable. I mean, I'm not saying I totally believe it, but that one, to me, was more logical than this. Um, I'm not sure what the gain would be from uh, the government burning down houses in Hawaii, but, um, I mean... Like, I mean, like, maybe it's some kind of testing ground for these weapons. Is that the theory? I'm not sure. Um, this one seems a little far-fetched to me. Um, but again, I don't know all the details, and I'm not even 100% sure. I'm, I, don't know, I don't even know 100% details of the full conspiracy, but it's just something I've been seeing a lot of. And if that was the case, that would be incredibly fucked up. Man, the government's done all kinds of fucked up shit, so, I mean, I wouldn't put it 100% past them. But, I mean, who fucking knows? We'll probably never know. But uh, either way, it's tragic to see that many uh, people's lives affected and that many houses burned down, especially in such a beautiful part of the world. And um, they didn't really have anywhere they could go. You know what I mean? Like, you're stuck on this island and things are burning up. Like, what do you do? How do you evacuate? And then Biden comes out and he offers a $700 one-time payment to help the people. 
I mean, that's better than nothing, but uh, I'm not sure how much, how far $700 goes when your entire house is burned down, and you're not going to get any kind of insurance money anytime soon, I'm sure. So, I mean, um, I think best case scenario is they should have probably set up, and they may have. Again, I'm an idiot, and I, I haven't really looked into this. I think best case scenario, they should have evacuated everybody and put them up in a... Um, in some kind of a hotel paid for by the taxpayers would probably be better than a one-time payment and just taking care of the people that way. I think that goes a lot uh, farther than just throwing out $700 to the citizens. Um, but either way, pretty shitty thing that happened. So, um, you know, my, um, my, um, all positive energy to the people of Maui. I hope, um, you know, they are able to get through this whole thing, um, with the best, of with I hope they're able to get through this whole thing with the best of um the best of luck and uh you know people lost their lives and people lost their homes so it's pretty shitty but uh in other news this uh Jake Paul of course is always in the news or at least on the internet news in the internet internet sphere of things that are happening Jake Paul is always a topic of conversation of course Jake Paul is pretty much dedicated to just boxing now and running and owning and operating his own fight league, which, you know what, you can talk shit all day about Jake Paul, but, uh, you know, he's actually doing a pretty cool thing. He's trying to unionize the fighters to allow mainly, like, I think MMA fighters, they, they kind of get a bad deal from the UFC, and I think he's basically trying to get fighters paid a little bit more money because, you know, you know I have no hate on Dana White. I think he's, he's built a pretty cool... Um, um, organization, but you know, you know, it doesn't seem like his fighters are getting paid all that amount, that all that much money. So Jake Paul is probably doing a good thing by unionizing them. I'm a big fan of unions myself, um, but um, I think so. He will be fighting um, Dylan Dennis, I think his name is coming up soon. Ex UFC fighter um, turned internet personality. There's been a lot of sh- oh, I'm so sorry, I'm wrong about that. That's actually Logan Paul that will be fighting uh, uh, Dylan. But uh, Jake Paul just beat our boy Nate Diaz in a uh, their boxing match recently. I mean, to me, it wasn't a surprising thing. Nate Diaz looked like he was in fucking terrible, god-awful shape. Um, and, you know, he's a little bit older than Jake Paul. And Jake Paul is, at this point, kind of a seasoned... I mean... Not seasoned, but he's been basically training nonstop for the last few years. Like boxing has become his life. So I really didn't think Nate Nate Diaz was going to win that fight. And um, again, you can sh- talk shit on Jake Paul all you want because he's done a lot of clout chasing in his lifetime. But you know, the guy works his fucking ass off and he hustles and he's building something, which is pretty cool. What he's doing now is much better than his everyday bro vlogging days for sure. He's actually building something cool and productive. And, you know, uh, I'm sure much more fulfilling than just talking shit on the internet and starting all kinds of fires and doing all kinds of stunts for clout. So anyways, he beat Nate Diaz, another fight under his belt. He pretty much kind of has to carry his league at this point. Um, you know, I think at some point Jake Paul is going to have, um, you know, enough capital behind him, enough reputation behind him that he'll be able to actually build a pretty cool fight, uh, boxing organization and he'll probably get some good fighters so I think there's a future in that for him and uh he's definitely uh, you know say what you want but I think he's saved boxing boxing was on a huge decline before this whole YouTube uh fighting 
situation. And uh, if you if you kind of look at how well boxing is doing now, it's definitely on a up and up and up and up. And I think you can credit that very much towards Jake Paul and what he's done for boxing. So, um, yeah, you can say what you want. But even Mike Tyson, I saw on video, was crediting Jake Paul for doing a lot for boxing. So that's pretty cool. But anyways, back to Logan Paul. Logan Paul will be, you know, he's doing his WWE thing, and I think that's probably more suitable for him. He's this, like, character, and he's able to play this, like, almost villainous type of guy. So I think the WWE is good for him. But, I mean, the guy obviously has been exposed for being a scammer. He scammed people out of a lot of money via his crypto scam. And um, he's coming back to fight this uh, Dylan Danis guy, ex-UFC fighter. Apparently not so respected in, in the MMA world anymore. Or maybe he never was. I'm not sure. But there's been a lot of shit talking going on between them. And I think Logan Paul has actually put out a cease and desist on him because this guy's basically on Twitter posting nonstop um, trolls on Logan Paul, which is, you know what I mean? This is publicity for the fight. This is how you draw pay-per-view buyers to the fight. Uh, the Paul brothers historically been very good at it. So I'm not sure why Logan wouldn't want it. I guess maybe he's had his feelings hurt because dude's been basically posting pictures of Logan's fiance kissing other dudes and Leonardo and basically showing off her past to Twitter. So I think Logan's probably just has his feelings hurt. But uh, suck it up because that is the world you're in. You're in the public eye and you're in the promotion game. So um, and on top of that, I watched the uh, Jake Paul Untold Netflix um, documentary, which is pretty good. Um, again, Logan Paul came off as just like a cocky piece of shit and that's his brother. So, I mean, I don't know how he treats people that aren't his family. Probably not very good either. But, um, and I saw that Jake Paul was on impulsive and Logan was all upset because, um, they wouldn't allow him to bring one of his prime bottles in. Prime is his, um, his, um, beverage that he sells and, you know, there was already drink sponsors for the event. They didn't want to have Logan Paul, who all cameras and eyes are going to be on Logan Paul at this event as well because he's Jake Paul's brother. They didn't want him bringing in uh, his Prime bottle because there's beverage sponsors already. That's out of Jake's hands, I guess. And he was just kind of being sour and ridiculous about it. I mean, just go out and support your brother. He's got this big event and he's about to... Um, he had this big fight and everything and, and Logan was just being a little baby about it, so... Um, I think, you know, at one time I probably had zero respect for either of them. I think I have almost zero respect for Logan Paul at this point still, but Jake Paul is, you know, he's earned a couple notches in my books. You know, he seems to be a, like a very dedicated soul and he's just trying to, I don't know. I think he's just doing passion projects more than anything. Obviously he's making a shitload of money off this too, but I think he's putting that money back into his, um, his projects. So I don't know. We'll see where that goes. I think there's a, a bright future for uh, Jake Paul in the fighting world. And I think he's going to do a lot of good for that world. So, Okay, so in other 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 news, and this is not exactly like the freshest news, but um, Barstool Sports has been sold back to Dave Portnoy. Um, I think the group is called Pen, Pen Company or Pen Group. And um, they had Barstool bets, uh, bet, uh, they had their betting situation, and I'm, and I'm drawing a blank on the name. Barstool, Barstool uh, Sportsbook. And, you know, they decided that they wanted to team up with ESPN and kind of rebrand the whole thing. So they ended up selling 
Barstool back to Dave for a dollar, I believe. And just a few years ago, he sold Barstool Sports for like $550 million total. They bought a certain amount of the company at one point, and then they ended up buying the rest of the company later on. And crazy deal, like a dollar, he gets your company back. I'm pretty sure he's stoked because he kind of built that company from the ground up. Um, so I'm sure he's pretty happy that he is able to reclaim his company. And uh, But I was watching the video <laughs> where he kind of announced it to his staff. And um, it's funny, is like they announced it and then the day after he shows up to the office and nobody's there it's like nine ten o'clock nobody showed up yet for work and he's kind of like what the fuck he's like one day into reowning this company and just nobody nobody's even coming in anymore so I thought that was kind of funny but I'm not exactly like a big barstool fan you know what I mean I think they put out some cool content and I like that they don't um really censor their shit they were censoring things more when they were uh, bought out but I think they're going to go back to the um, kind of freedom that they had before now, which is pretty cool. I'm all for any media company that is just kind of open and does what does their own thing and does what they want and doesn't really have to worry about shareholders or pleasing certain crowds of people. I like just the kind of the uncensored, um, the uncensored media. You know what I mean? I like that better. And I'm not again. It's like we're not we're not calling for a whole bunch of crazy shit to be said, but it's like. You know, if you got something to say, let's hear it. I want to hear you say it. Speak your truth. <laughs> I mean, don't say speak your truth. I fucking hate that term. But I mean, like, speak your mind. Say what you want to say. And um, yeah, man, I think that makes for the best content. I think um, I think the reason why the internet and the, the content on the internet had done so well for, you know, the last decade or so is because of that. And I think... Things used to be a lot better on the internet as far as like people speaking and saying what they want. Now we got all these censor, all this censorship going on between YouTube and Twitch and Twitter and whoever else, Meta. So I think it would be cool to get back to a point where we're not so dependent on these massive platforms and we can kind of get back to the point where the internet was just the wild west and you know, you can. You can say things and still be monetized. You know what I mean? That's where I want to be. I want people to speak their mind and say what they want to say and still make it monetizable. As long as it's not too extreme. We're not calling for violence. We're not advocating for, you know, genocide and some crazy shit like that. Obviously, that kind of thing maybe shouldn't be monetized. But, you know, comedy and uh, people just having a good time and just kind of speaking out and, um, you know... And still being able to make money on the internet, I think that's the way to go. And I think we're moving back towards that. So I'm really hoping that's where we're going anyways. Um, okay, so as far as this podcast goes, I'm really hoping that we're able to get a normal episode out soon. Um, uh, Dan and I haven't been able to get together in a minute now, so I'm hoping that that becomes um, a reality soon. But for now, I'm, I'm actually happy to be doing these solo episodes. I think I'm getting better at them. If you watch the first one compared to episode number three, I think there's like a good difference between my comfortability and and um, my ability to just go off and continue to talk. And I think this episode is going to turn out, turn out even better. That's my hope anyways. So I don't know. We're going to see. I'm going to keep plugging away on these until Dan and I can get things sorted out uh, as far as recording goes. Um 
And who knows, if we're able to record one even, you know, immediately after I record this one, then uh, that'll probably come out first. So we'll see what happens there. But I'm, I'm really going to try and get this episode, this episode out sooner than later. Because the problem is, like, I talk about things that are uh, relevant in the news and in the world. And then I sometimes I'm not able to edit them and put them out for, you know, a week or more. And then, like, by the time they come out, the shit that I'm talking about is, is old news. So I don't want that to be the case because I want to be able to clip these out and post them on TikTok and Instagram. And for them to still have some relevancy out there, you know what I mean? So that's kind of what I'm aiming for. Um, obviously, I'm very busy. And, you know, I still work full time, so I'm still trying to work on that, guys. So everyone knows I'm a kind of a big Elon Musk fan. There's very few people that I can say that I'm a fan of, but Elon is, you know, he's, I hold him in high regards in my books. And, um, you know, he's making all these crazy changes on Twitter. And, you know what I mean? I think let's just kind of let's run with them and see where they go. But he plans on removing the block button. Um, in regards to tweets, at least, and accounts, but not for messages. You can still block people in the DMs, which I think is smart because you don't want to have someone um, in the DMs harassing you um, if, if they can help it. But you also, I think it's actually pretty cool that they're removing the block button on accounts and tweets because, you know, people be people will block, block, block until they're kind of in their own um, um, echo chamber, right? They're only hearing the voices they want to hear. And I think that that's dumb. Like, if you tweet something and maybe it's a little controversial or it's an opinion, you should, you know, it makes sense to me that everybody can um, uh, come on and give their opinion about it or tell you why you're wrong. Because, you know, unfortunately, the the um, the public forum, as in like we used to have things like Speaker's Corner and um, people would go down there and, and they would, you know, publicly... Uh, express their opinions like Twitter is the public of public forum it's where people go on to express their um, their opinions about things so you know I think it's um, beneficial for society if we just kind of allow people to not only express their opinions freely and uncensored but also allow the public to um, you know tell them why they're wrong or tell them um, why their opinion is stupid because if you're just going to stop people from um, telling you that you're that you're wrong or telling you that your your opinion is dumb, well, guess what? You're always going to think that you're the smartest person in the room. You and your friends and your group and your community are always going to think they're right. And you know what? People don't ever get their feelings hurt. And I don't think that's positive a positive thing for society. And if you're willing to go and put your voice out there in the public, well, guess what? You're opening your opening yourself to public scrutiny as well. So even on this podcast and on the clips that I post, um, if you got some shit to say, you think I'm an idiot and you want to tell me that uh, what I'm saying is wrong, I'm open for it. I want to hear what you guys have to say. And like that should kind of be the general idea with anybody that's posting in, in on a public, uh, you know, on the internet or in a public situation. Like if you are willing to say some shit out to the world, you should be able to also accept the consequences of you know, the backlash you're going to get from that. So, um, and I don't mean that in a cancellation kind of way. I don't think people should be canceled for expressing their opinions. But like, if you're going to go ahead and make a statement, um, be prepared for people to tell you that that statement is incorrect. And that's kind of just how I feel about it in general. 
And, you know, I've had people <laughs> comment on my shit all the time telling me how fucking dumb I am. And probably a lot of the times, it's probably true and it's probably right. So, I mean, it's how you learn and how you grow, man. If you're, everyone's always telling you that you're you're right and you're perfect, like, guess what? You're going to grow up to be a sensitive baby, which is kind of what um, uh, has kind of happened with the West, America, and Canada. You know, people have been told that they're special and, and you know, oh, you're right and you know what I mean? Oh, it's okay. You're fine. Like, don't listen to them. And guess what? People aren't used to being told that they're wrong. And it's made a uh, lot of people very, very sensitive. And I think for us to build a better world and have a a better future, that can't be a thing. You got to be able to take the punches. You got to be able to take your lumps, people, because I'm telling you, like it hurts in the moment, but it it just opens you up for growth. So I think that um, I think on Elon's part, that's a cool thing. And I think a lot of people don't understand it. Um, They just think maybe he's fucking with Twitter because he can. But I kind of think I see what he's doing. And I hope anyways, I'm right about that. Alrighty, guys, I'm going to wrap this episode up here. This has been episode 24 of the Everything is Broken podcast, the solo show with your boy Davey on everything. Thank you so much for coming and checking it out. If you could like, comment, and subscribe on the channel. Also, check us on, check us out on TikTok. Um, you can see clips from the old episodes. And um, maybe that'll get you to go ahead and you see a clip you like. All right, I'll go watch the episode. So that would be cool if you did that too. Again, check out our sponsor, um, www.brokenglasssupply.ca. They only ship to Canada, but um, you know. Go check them out anyways. They have some cool stuff. So until next time, guys, I'm Davion. Davion Everything. Have yourself a good day. Big cheese, all the of my jacket. Work hard and I'm changing my bracket. Talk tough, we ain't hand that racket. Guys came in, you know how to stack it. Take it wrong, but I'ma need my ends though. I got tigers on my chest like Kenzo. Rail came, yeah, he putting that Benz though. Carol's here, man, you know you stay tento. Big dog, man, you know I ain't worried. Bent up, so I'm talking real slurry. Got a blast, bro, I'm always in a hurry. Big trick, shoot furry like curry. Take a yerky, ain't know you stay passed up. You don't catch him late night, do you ass up? No, I'm real, how to put it, eat class up. They like, X, nigga, how you take the fast route? 2018, it was me and Big